The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And there's screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who goes this town tonight. Hey, welcome to the Quarmy Last Sports Talk. We are live. It is a Friday. I'm in the studio. I'm not on the road, although I should be in Vegas doing some other things. Some camps. Uh, can't believe I'm not on that camp in Vegas. I live an hour away from those guys by flight. Alex Clancy is in the studio. Demry Lachey is along with us. Yeah, he is now a busy guy over here. Though. I know you, they keep you here for about two hours. Yeah, about Demer? two, three hours for right now. So I'm a busy man. Busy yeah, man we, nowadays. <laughs> you got the rest <laughs> of the day to yourself. Go yeah. have some tacos Tuesdays or happy hour Fridays at the Dilio. That's Armadillo's Grill. $5 martinis, make sure you go down there. Tell them I sent you, they may be $4.59. So um, I'll pay the. Pay the 50? I'll pay the 50. All right. Cool. <laughs> I'll pay the 5. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we got a lot to talk about um, in sports. It is. I'm going to say Don't, this. It, it is over. Wow. For the Miami Heat. It is over. You're not going to beat, unless they want to make some history, you're not going to beat a San Antonio. Basketball team by a Hall of Fame coach, three Hall of Famers up there, two future stars, uh, and I can call Green one of those. Yeah, as future star, if he continues to play the way he's played, he's a future star. Um, but you know, some sometimes life happens, and these guys get sidetracked, and things happen, and it lies where it takes away from their passion, which was probably which is probably basketball. Anyway, the Miami Heat is over. They are down. What is it? Three one. It is three one. The only chance they have is winning that next game to make it interesting. But the way they look in the past two games, it is, it's going to have to be a drastic overhaul, a drastic change. And this is the team that's talking about getting the guy who doesn't play defense and a Carmelo Anthony. You're going to have a lot of scoring power, but you still, in any sport, defense is the game. Defense is the key to win. I asked Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos. You have to play defense. You can't get shell-shocked in big moments. The Miami Heat is done. You guys watched that 20-point massacre yeah. at halftime? Yeah. At halftime? Yeah. And here's what I said at halftime. When they come out of halftime, they have to get this down to 10. You don't have to get the whole 20. Although they've had firepower, but they're not playing, they're not playing the New York Knicks. They were playing the San Antonio Spurs. A team who, before the playoffs starts, not the playoffs, but this series, said, okay, we got them. We got their number. And everybody thought it was trash talk. I just didn't think it was trash talk. Was, it was more confidence than anything. We're looking at a 3-1 series right now. Game five is in San Antonio where they can close it out and clinch it. And they have three games to do it. And the way they've been playing, they've been playing on the road and uh, at home throughout the playoffs pretty well. The Miami Heat's only chance is to win in San Antonio and try to get back home and pray to whomever they pray to to get a Game 7. Yeah, I mean, when you have 
they assisted on 25 of 40 made baskets last night. I mean, and that is that is a number that if you if you assist on 60% of your shots, you win games. That's just how it is. Ga- uh, shots are easier to make when you make the extra two, three, four passes instead of you know the quote-unquote extra pass. They make three or four extra passes every play. It's like Indiana and, basketball. Like the like the Hoosiers? Yeah, like the Hoosiers, the, yeah. You know Dang. how they make all the extra passes? I didn't even know. <laughs> I didn't think. I thought Hickory was a real high school. It's not a real high school. Was that Hickory? Yeah. No, it's not. Dang. <laughs> I look at all these things. I'm like, I, my, my, my mind was blown when I read it. I read an well, article that, on that, that a couple that, days ago, had, actually. That school would have had to make some money if you used the name. Yeah, but yeah. still, anyways, that, and you have Kawhi Leonard, who, in my opinion, is going to win the finals MVP. I said Manu Ginobili. I didn't think it was Tim Duncan or Tony no. Parker, but nobody thought Kawhi Leonard. After that first game, after that second game, Definitely Kawhi not. stepped up. Yeah, and, the, and this one, he had, what, 20 and 14? Yeah. He shot, I mean, he shot 7 for 12. I mean, this guy is starting. To not put a, himself in a situation where... Not only this series, too. So that's why I agree with you as he, if he wins MVP. Well, yeah, but I mean, the first two games, we were, we were burning with the stake for, not, for, for scoring 15 points combined or 17 points combined and that's LeBron what, going nuts. That's what the media does. Yeah. Well, I mean, we were, yeah, we were doing it on this show also. So I think the last two games, if he does anything in Game 5, he's going to win Finals MVP. And he's, he's, LeBron had 28-8 and eight last night. He had a fine game. Nobody else played well. And I think that we talked about this yesterday. They need big guys. They don't need Carmelo. They need a big guy that can play down low. They need that so badly. You can see if Boris Diaz tearing you up, he almost had a triple double last Wait a night. Minute now. Boris Diaz was good. He was good in Phoenix, and I don't know why. Then where yeah, did, but, yeah, where but did he go after that? Well, he was with Atlanta, and then he was in Phoenix. He went overseas for a while, well, yeah, yeah. and then he came back. And then I'm he, telling y'all that. Oh, go ahead, Alex. Well, no, but you look <laughs> at you look at San Antonio. The guys that aren't the big three or the big four take put Kawhi Leonard in there. Tiago Splitter would be on the bench somewhere else. Yes. Uh, Boris Diaw wouldn't, wouldn't be playing a lot. Danny Green wouldn't be playing. Patty Mills wouldn't be playing. If All of these guys, if they weren't with San Antonio. Oh. Greg Popovich, you look at this system now. This is making the triangle look like old news. But you know what? Because nobody runs anymore. That's but. just it. A, a lot of guys playing the system. I've said this. You've heard me say this for years. You see a guy coming out in college just balling out. He's in a system. When he comes to another program, if it's not that same system, we wonder, where did he go? He was a superstar in college. Why he can't play here? Because you don't understand that these guys, you bring certain guys in that they know that they could, they could play at a high level, they could be somewhat of a star, but they know here's our three superstars. Here's our fourth one on the rise, Kawhi Leonard uh, in the San Antonio Spurs. They play in systems, so they play well. They know their roles. They don't have to. It's no guesswork when they come out and get on that basketball court. And a lot of guys are like that. Um, and when we see certain superstars, we're like, wow, this guy can play anywhere. But that remains to be seen until he goes somewhere else. And yeah. then you got to build. And then you got to start rebuilding that team around him if he's your superstar. But if he's your star, he just got to fit in with everybody else. Right. And again, I'll say this, and I've said this a hundred times. Danny Green got cut three times by the Spurs. Three times, and Greg Popovich gave him a fourth chance. He would have won. Finals MVP last year. If they won the if they won the finals, he broke the record for most threes made. Yep. This guy was trusted by Greg Popovich for the fourth damn time. But those are great stories too, because because I've, I've seen some guys get cut, and Popovich probably just saw some in them, just put that fire on them. He saw the dog in him. Yeah. He saw. He said he would not leave again. He's like, give me one more chance. He gave him a chance, and the rest is history. It's it's fantastic. And you look at San Antonio, and you see this. The word I use with San Antonio is organic. They do it through the draft. They do, they do it through free agency on a lower level with role players. Pittsburgh. They've had the same right. They've had the same team forever. They've had the same. Uh, uh, backbone of this team forever. And Miami, you can't buy championships, especially with a salary cap league. 
They get smashed Definitely by 20, 21 points. That's crazy. And that team was just built off all draft picks. Uh, it got resurrected, I guess you could say, off all draft picks because they were on their way down, mm-hmm. you know, for San a while San before. Antonio? Well, they got lucky. Definitely. When they, when they drafted George Hill, when they had George Hill for about two years, they was getting kicked out the playoffs in the second round twice. Mm-hmm. Then they made that trade. Kawhi Leonard came in the draft. That's a top ten pick. And got traded to San Antonio. So said San Antonio is just licking their chops by then. Yeah. But see, here's the yeah. good thing. With this year's draft, San Antonio will get a second rounder that's going to be pretty good. Yeah. It's going to fit San Antonio basketball. They'll exactly. find somebody yeah. from like Missouri that's 6'5 and a point guard. Yep. And, and then, I mean, because Tony, you're going to have to look now for the future. But look Tony Parker's only got year. a couple years left. Who? Tony Parker. Yeah, he got about three years. He got well, about I mean, years. he could probably play six, but he's going to be, he's not going to be Tim Duncan, obviously. He can play six. He'll play three and still at a high level. He'll play three more if you talk about him playing six. He'll play three more in a Ginobili role. Yeah, he'll be a backup. And, and Tony, and you have that those character guys in San Antonio. If Tim Duncan can play two extra years and come off the bench for 15 minutes, he'll do it. Look how many guys are on their team are from overseas. I'm yeah. telling you, I'm telling you, if, if they get their paper right overseas, they can compete with the NBA. A lot of guys, when they wouldn't let a lot of guys go, when a lot of these high school kids go straight to the NBA anymore, they was going overseas. Yeah, Brandon. It wasn't, yeah, Brad, but it wasn't the NBA because there wasn't enough of them. And when they was trying to get Kobe to come over there for, what was it, 90, not 90 games, it was probably two or three months. Yeah. yeah. For well, a, a crazy number. Yeah, I remember Tony Parker was going to go play there for, I think yep. he did, play for like 19 or 20 games, got eight or nine mil, and was like, okay. You know, I'm going to come back. That was during the strike. I already yeah. told you guys, what would you think has to happen? Just to even make the series, because I, I think it's over, but you, you, I'm talking about the best player in the world. Best player in the world can't beat a team mm-hmm. for three games. Well, he, he can do, do it for about, one. He can do it for one, and which is, and it which have is key. To be this, it will have to be this right. game, obviously. Yeah. It will have to be this game. What does Miami Heat need to do to get this, uh, just to make even look good? So he maybe look like a seventh or sixth game series. Yeah. They just need to build some momentum, and then that momentum comes from winning on the road. So they're going to have to put all their chips on the board, of course. And it depends on the attitude that you get from Miami because they look very sluggish these last mm-hmm. two games in their they body language. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. South Beach, man. That's South Beach, a killer. Uh, did you see uh, <laughs> they wasn't – I don't mind this at all, but they wasn't calling fouls that low. They nah, wasn't calling them. I don't mind it at all because it worked it, – I think it was a fair refereeing job by the guys. It worked on both ends, but they was hacking – those guys down low. Yeah, paint. I mean it's 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 NBA Finals basketball. When refs, I'm cool especially in a pivotal game like Game Four in this one, obviously every game is pivotal in the finals. But in pivotal game where the home team has to win to keep it a series, you let the players play. I mean, I, and if they would have called a lot of fouls, then there would have been speculation if Miami won the game, blah blah. But this was out of reach in the beginning, so there there was nothing the referees could do to to curtail this from happening. So you have Miami going to San Antonio. They've all of the records that they've had. They haven't lost two in a row at home, or they haven't lost two in a row at home since '07. They haven't lost two playoff games in a row since blah blah blah. Well, you blah, got blah, a better blah. team, a better team that can do that. We know who the San Antonio Spurs are. We we talk. We're gonna talk about them for years to come. Now, what happens with the San Antonio Spurs when they win the championship? If if, if and when they win the championship, what happens to them? You don't. Or, or if they don't, do you blow this team up? No, if Miami never. Heat, if Miami Heat, there's nothing to blow up really because who would you, are you? Only person will leave would be Tim Duncan. There's nothing to blow up with this team. You just find a guy who replaced it, like David Robinson and all those guys came in. They were there. Tim Duncan came in, became the star. Oh, he was sitting there learning from some veteran guys. He was a star. They just that's the type of team as we was talking about that you just replace another guy. He know his role. How could you replace a Tim Duncan? <clears throat> you can't. Uh, you, you can't replace. Replace difficult. was the wrong word, but you find a guy 
to try to fit the into the spot. The heir apparent at some point, but nobody's. Yeah. there's no way you're anybody's replacing, leaving that team. Yeah, you're not replacing that guy with those numbers and not anytime soon. Yeah. Now, having said everything that we've just said, nobody's ever come back from 3-1 in the finals. And then everybody's the saying, finals. if anybody can do it, it's Look. LeBron. So if Game 5, if Miami wins Game 5... I think, and that puts them in exactly the same spot as it was last year. They oh, counted out Miami last year, oh, yes, and they were down yeah. 3-2, and I understand that they'd have to win three in a row, but playing game six at home, that starts the series over. Oh, I know. That's it. So if they, win, if they win by 10 or 15 points in San Antonio, everybody's going to be like, uh-oh. They need to be winning by one. The way they've been playing those last two games, one, uh, half a point, that, I'll take that and run out that gym. Yeah. Turn, turn the heat up or something. Turn it, <laughs> San Antonio, t- turn the heat up and get rid of them right now. I wonder if they'll start. <laughs> I wonder if they'll start Manu Ginobili in Game Five just to put that extra push early on. Well, Not playing, that they have needed yeah, it. Yeah, they play well without him. I, I keep him off the bench because that's my yeah, spark I, in case. And I understand the matchups happen. are a little off if he yeah. were to start as well because they'd be a little yeah. smaller. I keep I'll keep him coming off the bench because it gives Kawhi Leonard more freedom with the ball. Yeah, and he hasn't played that 30 man, minutes. Looks, that man looks great with the ball in his hand. Yeah. Well, yeah I Kawhi, ain't never seen him really put the ball on the ground like he has these past two games. But that see, man, he, needs, he needs to get that role. Like, you see the one he didn't put on the ground? You see that dunk? Oh, yeah. oh my goodness. I yeah, thought he was going to fly. Yeah, he's a beast. I he thought he was going to fly. <laughs> no, out the gym. <laughs> and it's funny. We both <laughs> said fun. we both said in the draft, right before the draft happened, we're like, Kawhi Leonard and Kenneth Farid are going to be the steals of this draft. That was two years ago. Oh, wow. And they traded up. I think I think Kawhi went 16. He either went 9 or 16. I can't remember. Yeah. But I know they traded up to get him. And they they just made an Elite Eight run at San Diego State, I believe. Sweet 16 or Elite Eight. And he was the star of that team. But, yeah, this is... It's worked out. I mean, they hit the jackpot with him. 888-346-9144. Let's take a quick break. Come back, talk with some Miami Heat Spurs basketball. What needs to be done? We said it, but we got to find different ways to say it, and hopefully it works just so we can have Just for the fans' perspective, just because it's over. Quam Lot Sports Talk, Alex Clancy, Demarie Shea. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. What a weird pick. 
Welcome back to the second <laughs> segment of the show with Parmela Sports That's Talk. That's a Jayhawk song. Yeah, right. That's a KU Jayhawk song. This is the song. Y'all don't know about B-Rock and Hannibal and all those guys. He love it when a plane come together. This is the song when Miami come around and shoot out in San Antonio Spurs. They need to, <laughs> the San Antonio Spurs need to play this. Nice save. They need to play this. So they're like, we love it with a plan come together. For all the talk, they thought Tim Dog was trash talking. If he was trash talking, he will within his right to do it. It just seemed like he'd never do it. Guys can say what they want to say. They can say <laughs> they can say what they want to say, but Tim Duncan, the the numbers he put up, the longevity, the consistency this had guy had in his career, the Hall of Famer that he will be, it is is it's just amazing what he's able to do and still do it at a high level. If I don't know if he retires or not, but he could play another no year way. like that. No, he's, he got, he's got two years left. How, how well, first of all, he's got two years left on his contract. So he's not going to leave that contract on the table. He's going to stay until hopefully he doesn't get injured. Alex, we got somebody from your neck of the woods, Southern California. The only difference is your hair is not blonde. Uh, we got a head. <laughs> we, you have blonde hair? Yeah. Of course I did. Oh, boy. But you didn't surf. No, I play basketball. <laughs> well, we got the head coach, Coach McElroy. Coach McElroy, are you there? I'm here. Hey, what's going on, buddy? Appreciate you calling the show. How are you doing? We're not bad. Oh, just hanging out, talking some NBA basketball. You watching any of the series or the finals? Yeah. Uh, you know, I got uh, you know, I got I got nine grandkids running around, but I got to I got to catch the third quarter last night, and uh, saw saw most of the game. Uh, Couple nights before, the Spurs are uh, are really balling. That's for sure. Coach McElroy, the head coach of Saddleback Country Club. I'm, do I have that right? <laughs> community college. Yeah, no. com- I mean, yeah, community. I say country club. I mean, community college. I'm thinking. See, I'm thinking about golf. So never mind what I talk about. Just correct me. <laughs> that's fine. I know. Uh, some people would call it a country club. That's for sure. Yeah, it's in, it's in Southern California, so that's a country club, community college. <laughs> that's right. How are you guys doing over there? What's that? How you guys doing over there? How does it look for you this year? You know, we're doing great. Uh, we're we're just about ready to start uh, our program here in another week, a uh, week and a half, and uh, recruiting's uh, almost completely done, and and uh, we're real excited about the season. Of course, uh, as as I'm sure many of the other uh, college teams are as well. Well, the uh, Butler County Community College, the Grizzlies might be, but you have any guys? Uh you have any guys over there, the good defensive backs, that's ready to go into the Division One right now? Uh, we've had a few guys that uh, in the last few years we've had. Uh, three years ago, we had 31 kids transfer uh, to the four-year level. Uh, two years ago, it was 29. This year, we've got about 18 so far. We had a smaller class this year. We've had uh, last year we had a young man go in the first round of the NFL draft uh, Kyle Long went to the Chicago Bears his dad Howie Long and uh, then we also had another young man named Menelik Watson that went early second round to the uh, Oakland Raiders as an offensive uh, offensive tackle so we've had some great players in the years past can you start uh, many of them have gone on as well can you start sending some of your kids to the University of Kansas I think they'll love it <laughs> They will. They hopefully will they're basketball it. players. <laughs> <laughs> coach, coach, you on with uh, Alex Clancy and Demery Lachey. If these guys any questions for you, they where 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 in Southern California are you? Southern California. We're in Mission Viejo, California, awesome. which is about uh, sixty miles south of Los Angeles and sixty miles north of uh, San Diego, and we're about seven miles uh, from the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, that's that's called Orange County, ladies and gentlemen. 
Yeah, yeah. Real, real House uh, Wives of Orange County. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Right. No, I'm, I'm an LA kid, so yeah, I know Mission Viejo well. Mission Viejo. That's, that's where we're located. Hey, Coach, I had a quick question for you. So, how many recruits uh, do you bring in like yearly, or like compared to like walk-ons or recruits? Um, like, how many do you bring in uh, about a year? Well, uh, the California Community College system doesn't give out scholarships. What? Okay. So uh, there's no scholarships available. Uh, however, because uh, we have uh, over 70 football programs in the state, which is more than there is in the rest of the country at the community college level, there are kids from all over the country that uh, contact us to want to come. Uh, we'll probably start with about 145 kids. Uh, here in about about two weeks, and by the time we get to when the season actually begins, we'll be down to uh, probably high nineties, low one hundreds, uh, just based on attrition. No scholarships. You guys playing uh, uh, Riverside, El Camino, um, Palomar. You playing those Santa Ana? That, is that your schedule? We actually have all four of those teams on our schedule. We opened with uh, Cerritos. Cerritos, okay. And we play uh, Riverside, and then we play uh, El Camino in our third game. We've uh, they've had the playoffs in California now for eleven years, and we've been to the playoffs eight out of the ele- oh, excuse me seven out of the eleven years. And there's only one other team that's been to it more, and that's uh, Mount Sac. They've been in the playoffs eight out of eleven years, so we've had a lot of success. Here at Saddleback College, it's been a lot of fun. Let me ask you this: two things before we let you go, and I definitely appreciate you calling in. Calling in in time uh, during the season. Uh, let's talk about the team. We'll talk about the team uh, uh, moving forward and keep our eye on um, the uh, Saddlebacks over there, Country Club slash Community <laughs> College. Um, <laughs> but uh, how do you see the season falling out? I mean, do you you see on the schedule there be? I, I know there's any given play or any given Saturday. You guys play on Saturdays, right? We do. Yeah, any given Saturday, any given play. What is the? Because um, some some teams, some schools have a a tough point of their schedule. Where does that schedule, that difficulty looks part uh, looks for you in the schedule of this year? Well, the way the way it works for uh, scheduling outside of your conference, it's based on your performance in the previous two years. So, if you're a good team, you're going to have a tough schedule. If you're a poor team, you're going to have a weaker schedule. So. We tend to get the tougher schedules every single year, and uh, which is okay. Uh, you got to play the best uh, to compete at the top level throughout the uh, the whole season. I think people uh, need to realize there's some great football being played at the community college level, not only in California but the rest of the country. Oh, I there's, agree. There's kids that you know should be playing on Saturdays in Division One programs that. For whatever reasons in their life, just didn't get that opportunity straight out of high school. So it's a lot of fun to see those kids come in, get a second chance, and uh, make the best of the opportunity academics, academically, and then uh, move it on to the Division One level, and then some of them into the pros. No, I definitely agree with you. You look across the league in these junior college, community college uh, JCs. There's a lot of kids, and because they're kids and they make a mistake or. At some point, they forget to take it serious in high school, so they have to go there or they make that mistake. There's a lot of, there's, and I agree with you 100%, there are a lot of kids that should be playing Division One football. They should be playing on big-time programs on Saturday. So let me tell you this. From me, I appreciate what you're doing with these kids and help teaching them to be 
these, taking these boys to men or these young men to grown men and, and give them a, a second chance. So I appreciate you, and we wish a lot of luck, uh, a lot of luck, and we'll follow you. If you need us to come out there and broadcast, we'll come out there and do that with no problem. Uh, just I'd to, love it. Just to, love be, it. just to be around the football, we, we enjoy that. Got a California kid on the, uh, on the show and, you know, uh, Indiana kid, Indiana State, I want to say, uh, uh, in Denbury. Cool. But we'll come out and enjoy the game. Uh, whatever. We just wish you well this year. Well, for you guys that aren't used to Southern California weather, it's going to be about 75 today. I'm going to take uh, my, my five-year-old grandson, stand-up paddleboard out in the water, and then uh, go back and do some more football. So it's a beautiful place to live. Great weather. We had a guy on the show yesterday talking about some surfboarding <laughs> with his, his son. And, uh, but, but uh, no, all right, Coach, Saddleback College uh, Gauchos is what it is, right? That's right. Gauchos. All right, we'll keep an eye on you, man. Good, great luck this year. Good luck, Coach. Hey. All right, thanks, take for me, uh, thanks for letting me call in and uh, spend some time with you. Y'all take care. Hey, seriously, anytime, be safe. All right. Bye-bye. All righty. All right, we're back. Uh, we we did to get out to California, man. Yeah, Alex, yeah. you need to hook that up. That's your neck of the woods. Okay. Okay. Well, I will. I go by myself. I love being by myself. Hey, um, <laughs> they got they got the uh, September sixth. What is it? Cerritos. Yeah, Cerritos, mm-hmm. Riverside, uh, El Camino, Palomar. I That's like the, watching JUCO football or you say you do college. Yeah, I like uh, you know going to, sitting down on Saturdays, going to, actually being there at those games yeah. because there is a lot of competition out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, and California is no joke with regards to uh, JUCO football. Like it's really? it's out of control. Yeah, San Diego, there are three or four teams that just breed guys into D one ball. Yeah, I mean it's just a stopover, and it, a lot of times it's great financially as well. If you don't get a scholarship to a D one school, you go to school. You know, you pay pennies on the dollar compared to a uh, big universities, right. and you get you get watch, and then you get a two year scholarship from there. And, and most of these kids are not even paying for going to school when they get to go to. Well, he said they don't give scholarship, but they must have a work study program um, because if you're trying to win and have a successful uh, season or maybe a successful program, you putting people on scholarship or you find a way to get them there where they have their work study. Uh, but they also getting a second chance, and we talk a lot about this with Division One uh, guys. You getting a second chance. We get, we can't forget that they kids. So now what you're going to do with that second chance? So hopefully uh, we may have to really just go check out a game, for real. Uh, it's California. What, what we got to lose? Nothing. About 30 degrees of temperature. So That's about it. At least we can surf. It's oh, yeah. Surfboard. I'll start growing my hair out. <laughs> hey, I can't grow my hair out anymore. I'm losing it. Play some um, Beyonce for um yeah, I need Denver, that, I need that one Denver. good time. Huh? It's Friday. I need that. Oh, no, it's Friday. You need, you need some uh, Friday. You know what? After I washed my truck, <laughs> let's stay on football. Anyways. Get some, yeah, let, <laughs> I'm going to Armadillo's Grill, and they had a great happy hour. I'm going to get me something to, to drink and eat. All right, we, we're talking about football. That was uh, Coach McElroy from the Saddleback Community College slash Country Club. It's uh, Orange County area, uh, Southern Cal. Football. We'll get back into basketball uh, after the on the last segment, but in football, you guys see that uh, Marcel Lynch is prepared to hold out. And this is what everybody was worried about. I, why? Because you're going to have to pay one of the two of them. When you give, Sher- when you give, when you give Richard Sherman 60 mil I'm gonna, or whatever I, it is. I'm going to be you on this conversation. Go ahead. Okay. You give Richard Sherman, what is it, 40 guaranteed? Some, somewhere around there, 40 guaranteed? He deserves it. Yeah, yeah. I, of course he does. And then you have Earl Thomas who got paid. And then you have. He deserve, he more uh, of course it. they do. Everybody deserves. I'm being you. I know. Everybody, and I'm being you. Just yelling no, at me no, for no reason. I'm, I'm yelling so, at you. Uh, what you're talking about? So the the decision is going to have to be made. Is Russell Wilson more important than Marshawn Lynch? And I think the answer is yes. Shit. It is. 
But so you out of your mind. First of all, I don't I don't swear either. Yes, you um, do. So, called, so it ain't called swearing; it's called cursing. Okay. Um, California, go with Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> so the question is going to come down to he's going to want he's going to want Big Daddy money, and he's going to deserve it. Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. See, I don't think he. Go ahead. He's going to deserve it. I think um, second best running back in the league. But between the tackles, he's the best running back in the league. No, Adrian between Peterson the, is between, between the, the tackles. Ta- Adrian Peterson is between you, the tackles. Oh, what are you going off? Your favorite or no? I'm not going off see, my favorite. See, I gotta go. To, I gotta go. Be me now. You going off your? Yeah, favorite. you can't be me. You go. It's too hard to be me. I, I want my hair spiked. I, I, can't have my hair spiked. <laughs> I want to dye my hair blonde. No, ser- <laughs> all seriousness. Between the tackles, do you know they, Alex? Yes, I know. Let that me it, calm down. Let me let me get myself together so I'm talking with some sense, for once. Okay, for once. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> they, um, do you know they put nine men in the box for Marshawn Lynch? Nine men, and they can do it for Adrian Peterson uh-huh. because they don't have a passing game. Yeah, the Seattle Seahawks can pass the pass the football. Yeah, they put so you're making nine, my point for me. No, okay, that's what you think. They put nine men in the box for Marshawn Lynch, mm-hmm. and he stills gets you five yards. Yeah, how is that possible? That doesn't happen. That doesn't have to happen in Minnesota. And, I, and I'm a huge Adrian Peterson fan. Yeah. I think the guy's the second coming of Walter Payton. Okay. They don't have to do that in Seattle because they have no quarterback and they don't have a consistent passing attack. So all, they are one-dimensional football team. Yeah. The Seattle Seahawks is not one-dimensional. We are not talking about best running back. We're talking about the best running back between the tackles. Okay. And that is Marshawn Lynch. Okay. So you saying they, no? You just you, you just. Com- say, I'm no. not just. I didn't make no point. You to your made comment. my point. No, I didn't. It's harder no, for Adrian Peterson to run on nine guys because they don't have a passing game. Wait a that minute. means that he's. Be- no, no, no. He I was said, broke the rushing record two years ago I, no, what? with no passing game and a bad team. No, you did you have a lot crazy. of carries. You are, are you crazy, man? <laughs> he had a lot of carries. Yeah. Yeah. Probably he had a lot of carries. Okay. There's 131. Broken tackles by Marshawn Lynch. You know how many number? What's the number for the next guy? How many? Thirty-one. Okay, thirty-one. This guy's breaking tackles. But to ask to answer you to make a bring it to an end of your comment, is he more important than their quarterback, or he deserves that? I say he's the best between the tackles. Okay, he deserves some more money. Okay, but this is what I don't like about these about guys and their contract. He got two more years on his contract. He's when he saw everybody getting paid, and those two guys deserve to get paid. Now, uh, Russell is next. He has to be next, but they didn't have to pay him because he was under that third round pick rookie contract, yeah. which was unfair. You got to getting five hundred k a year or whatever. Yeah, he's getting. yeah. But he's gonna get his now. That's why he got his life situation mm-hmm. changed drastically. We we don't have to get into that. Um, but Marshawn Lynch is seeing that, and when he signed his contract, it was all good because I think it was a four year. Forty something. Yeah, million? well, it was pennies on the dollar because he wasn't doing much in Buffalo, you know. And they brought him, they gave him a chance, they resurrected his career there. Oh so he wa- my goodness! What he, he didn't? Was, oh he my goodness! Oh my goodness! He, they had three running backs watching? over there. He was okay. He was balling in Buffalo. They had he was three, behind Willis McGahee. Here's what you said. He was behind. You, they got but, three running backs over there, but he he wasn't balling. He was not balling like he is now. Them having three one running backs doesn't mean that he wasn't balling. He was balling over there. That's why they was able to take him. They were able to take him, and he got to Seattle and just did what he was able to do because he can get the ball more without having three running backs. Yeah. So, so okay, so the question is, would you do you need to pay Russell Wilson and hope that Marshawn takes less money, or the other way around? Other no, way neither. Around. Marshawn's not going to take. Uh, uh, Marshawn's not going to take less money. He got a, he on the contract for two more years. Yeah. But he saw those guys. What I think happened is he saw those guys getting paid. Mm-hmm. So he's saying, and well, this is, shoot. Yeah. They, well, okay, first of all. 
we got to understand where running backs are today in the NFL. What did, when did the running back get drafted this year? I think the first one got drafted in the third round. Mm-hmm. Third, so round. running backs in this offense are being extinct. Now let's talk about Seattle's offense. When does that offense go? When Marshawn Lynch's go. Then I'm crazy then because maybe I'm arguing about something I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm a, I'm a fan of Adrian Peterson. I'm a fan of these guys. But when you talk about a guy breaking 131-something, it might be more than that. Making guys miss and breaking 100 tackles, 100, 100 or more tackles, and the next guy who might be Adrian Peterson at 31, they stack the ball on this guy on first and 10, and he gets you, and then it's second and five. That should be unheard of. They got an eight-man front, and they might bring another corner off the, uh, a corner off the side, or they might bring a strong safety down for the box. You better off finding another Russell Wilson than you are finding another beast mode. And that's not taken away from Russell Wilson. No, nothing, just, yeah, nothing taken away from Russell Wilson. He's a great quarterback, you know, led him to the I like Super Bowl. You got to be a leader on the quarterback position. So he, he led the offense. But at the same time, when it came down to play, who was moving the ball, it was Marshawn Lynch. Beast mode was beat. That's how he became You Beast think mode. that they're going to pay Marshawn Lynch first? No, we didn't let, no I'm not saying first. But well, okay, if you have to pick one, you think that Marshawn Lynch is more important to the team have, than Russell Wilson? I don't have to pick one because he's already under contract. I said oh, okay, this. And that's fair. But if he's holding out. Then he holds out. Now, I'm, this is what I'm saying. When I when I started this conversation, I said, you guys hear about Marshawn Lynch? Yeah. What you think about that? I didn't say I had to pay him. What I was already alluding to that, and what I don't like about this NFL, because the owners can do it to you as well, he's holding out because running backs now are a dime a dozen. He feel like he's the, one of the top three running backs in the league. Mm-hmm. So if you, and he's 28, and if you're going to, if this is going to be my last Hold out. This is going to be my last go-round. I need to get some money. I need to get it right now and because running backs are dime a dozen. First running back was in the third round? Yeah. There was a lot of great running backs. When did uh, Carlos Hyde go? He was the first one. Carlos Hyde, right? Yeah. We watched this guy in college and say, we think he he's a first-rounder that went in the third round. So whoever got him, San Fran. San Francisco. Got him. Whew. That's a steal because you still have two running backs over there in San Fran. Mm-hmm. All you did was... Change all you did was say, "Here's our philosophy: We're gonna pound the ball and we're gonna stop you." Because they drafted a linebacker too, if I'm not mistaken, the San Francisco 49ers. You gonna tell me Marshawn Lynch don't see this writing on the wall, and the, and the team and the owners have to see it also. You're 28. We're not giving you, and the way you run, the way he runs that football, and the way he's getting pounded, we're not gonna give you uh, another big money contract because you got two years on this yeah. one. Yeah, and this is a preemptive strike against Seattle. But he on behalf said he was going to anyway, didn't he? He to, said he was going to retire last year. Yeah, if well, they won a Super Bowl, but he he's not. They won a Super. How you know? I, it'd be silly for him to do that because you're going to lose about fifteen million dollars. Yeah, this is because he knows that Rus- Russell Wilson is going to get paid next year at the end of next year. So this is his, his strike now. right now. This is it. And if he doesn't, don't be surprised if he goes somewhere in division. I, I like, what think. if he comes to Arizona then or something Arizona's like that? In the Super Bowl. No, I'm just saying. Like, he's if. He gets spurned by Seattle after all the stuff that he's done for them. And Russell Wilson's the golden boy there. He is. Well, you gotta have a you gotta have a golden boy on the team. You gotta have somebody that you think's clean cut. And but until you find out he's not, there's no golden boys on the team. That's the perception. So yeah, I know what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, right. He, he's perceived as the golden boy as of right now. And they don't have a receiving core now. So I understand your point. They got rid of Golden Tate. Okay, Tate got rid of himself. He wanted to go. Well, yeah, and now he's in a fantastic situation in Detroit. Yeah. I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah, um, Detroit. If stop they, it. If they play. If Matt Stafford doesn't inter- throw forty interceptions, kill him. Yeah, 
I mean, that in that defense, are you kidding me? Yeah. So, I, with with regards to what we're saying, this is a very smart move on his part because he's taking care of him right now. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. This is it, before it's no too late. running backs in this league, right? Well, we have some. Look how long it took Cook uh, took Chris Johnson to find a team. That guy still can run a football. Wizard Hunt, who's now in Tennessee, had no room for him, had no place for him because of his, his offense the way it is. So he has, he holds an out. I thought he would be great in Atlanta. I thought he'd be great yeah. in Atlanta. Uh, then he ends up with the Jets. So that also looked like a good, the Jets and Detroit looks like two teams should be, we should be talking about in the third week of the playoffs. Yeah, the Jets had one of the best offseasons. I think Cleveland still had the best offseason out of anybody and draft combined. I truly do. With the defense, and Johnny Manziel, take him or leave him. But, look, but, but they, they, they got their defense. They, they, got, lost, they, drafted, they got Ben Tate. They, they got a lot of their They lost TJ Ward. The safety. Uh, yeah, he went to um, TJ. Got paid. Didn't he go to? Um, yep, Denver. Right, right, right. He's in a great situation. Yeah, but, but, but they, they have Joe Hayden. What? They have the best. They have so the I best. Like, I like Joe Hayden. They have the best DB in the draft that mm-hmm. they drafted, and you know that's they're there. Who the guy from Oklahoma State? Yeah, yeah, Justin yeah. Gilbert. Yeah, Justin yeah. Gilbert. Yes, and the Jets got yeah. you know the Jets take you know take what you want, but their defense won them four games last year. They were eight and eight with that crap and, team. And if your defense can win you four games, your offense should at least win you. Six of them things. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, Michael Vick in the back. Yeah, Michael Vick. I mean, they could make things happen. They have, you know, they He's have the Jets. Yeah, they have yeah. Eric Decker. I think they got somebody else. Eric Decker another receiver. Um, he went for the money. Eric Decker. Did Miles Austin yeah, go there? <laughs> I think either Miles Austin went to Cleveland or there. I can't remember. Miles, Miles Austin Miles was Austin Cleveland. Cleveland. He didn't go to Cleveland. Yeah, he didn't go to. But yeah. then you have you have a running back by committee. He's only you have Chris Ivory over there still. Yeah. Like you still have the Jets, and their division isn't great. Miles only going to play five games. He got New England. Yeah, that's, yeah, but New England, they beat New England last well, year. No, I Didn't don't they? have the Jets. Yes, I don't have. I don't have the Jet, New England being a problem for the Jets because Tom Brady has problems with that defense. They smack him it's, in the mouth. It's the offense that keeps Tom Brady in the game, and Tom Brady comes down in the fourth quarter and say, "Get out of here." And the Bills stink. <laughs> yeah. The Bills are awful. And then Miami, who knows? I'm watching. I'm watching everything that Detroit has um, on their team, but I. Because they should be successful. What they've added on and what they already had. Matthew Stafford can't be throwing side arm. Uh, for 60 plays, for 60 pass plays. He has to throw that ball, put it in the hands of Megatron, put it in the hands of his guy. Then you got Ben Tate, who I said, I think I might have a bet with one of the guys here at the station. Ben Tate should catch about 54 to 60 balls, and they should be successful on offense. Then you got Reggie Bush in the backfield. That's like a, no disrespect to um, Barry Sanders, that's like a Barry Sanders on that turf. That guy still has it, even though this is 13, but he hasn't been beat up. He always want to be a guy who run between the tackles. Running between the tackles is still Marshawn Lynch. And Marshawn Lynch, and in this league, you a dime a dozen unless you got an, an offense like the Detroit with Reggie Bush in his situation. Can't you say the same about quarterbacks, though, to a certain extent? Nope. Like, you have, I understand that there are less of them. I mean, I get that. But you have your upper echelon, you have your five top ones. That's the ones we, um, that's the one. Since football, football is not a, um, you can only you can market those guys because we see them because if you're watching football, most fans just follow the football. So who gets the football first, other than the center, other than the center, who gets the football first on any play? the end zone if it's the first play of the Super Bowl. Uh, what? <laughs> what? You get it? See what I did there? Yeah, I don't okay, no, the no. Quarterback but, gets the ball first. I understand. Uh, so. That, those are the guys you market as. I don't, I don't, I don't think I can say there's a, a dime a dozen. No, I'm saying statistically wise, you have you know, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, uh, the, the, the top guys. Listen, so don't the top you think guys, 15, 10 to 15 good quarterbacks? There are the, this is my point. There are five elite out of 32. Okay, that's not even 16%. In the running backs, there are five 
elite. LaShawn McCoy, you know, Adrian Peterson, Marshawn Lynch, and a couple more. Okay, so you have that, and then everybody else is kind of in the middle, and then you have your crappy ones. And the same thing with quarterbacks. I mean, you have a bunch of middle-rung guys that are leading teams, and, you know, you rely on your defense, you rely on certain things, you rely on your position players. I think they crappy because they're on their team. Uh, the way they've been used, Seattle runs the football. Uh, because they can do to their defense. Right. Well, yeah, they run the football. I'm just saying, this will make these run. If you get a run about running back the ball 15 times, he's no good to you. You give him the ball 20 to 30 times, he's in a rhythm now, just like the quarterback. I need to have that ball in my hand, get into some type of rhythm, uh, stick to the game plan in practice. They become more comfortable. Tom Brady probably writes the game plan with his offensive coordinator. Peyton Manning probably writes the game plan, tell the coordinator this is what we're doing. You have, uh, you have about, i say about 10 elite quarterbacks in the NFL. Ten of them. And we know, we see, we talk about Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. We talk about them before we talk about anybody. Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Russell Wilson is not even an elite guy. He no. just won a Super Bowl. Yeah. How do you well, define you, your elite quarterback, though? Right, the way I see right. an elite quarterback, I see it as Peyton Manning, just a quarterback that can consistently drive your team 80, 90 yards down the field. Consistently. Can get points out of it. I mean, you look at, you know, Russell Wilson. Teams don't even pass the 50-yard line. They don't even see the red zone against that Seattle defense. So when Russell Wilson gets the ball on offense, he's only at the 40-yard yeah, line you at his the, own 40. You can say the same about Big Ben. And, and say, Big yeah. Ben used to be that guy. Big ben you can say the same guy. thing. He, was that he guy. won two yeah, he because won. of that. And he played like James he Harrison made. picked six for 99 yards is how they won that Super Bowl. Yeah, Big Ben that, went downfield. He he did draw that ball. Well, yeah. And, oh, it's an incomplete pass, San Antonio Holmes. It was an incomplete pass. <laughs> so it, was, it wasn't even a completion. Go Cardinals. Yeah, well, I mean, that just that's just you just watch the tape. But with I mean quarterback wise, and I mean I don't really necessarily agree. I mean, Peyton Manning is the best regular season quarterback of all time. All right, best regular season quarterback broke all the records, done everything, touchdowns, everything, most potent offense in NFL history when he's thirty eight or thirty nine, whatever he is. He only has one Super Bowl. He's lost in the first round many times, even though we had a bye, you know, so say second round many times. The Chargers had these numbers for three years. Well, they worked on those buys too. You you. I think the buys is a double-edged sword, and I think Peyton Manning having a week off after all that stuff, like, and they used to lose towards the end of the season. They go in the playoff in a, on a losing streak. Like, a lot of things worked against him, but I think elite quarterback, Super Bowls has to be number one. Joe Montana's 4-0. You got Eli Manning winning two, two Super Bowls, and nobody's talking about him as an elite quarterback. Yeah, because... One was a Hail Mary. He's one of the... But it, during the regular season, he is... He was so clutch at such an early age. I remember him driving down after Kurt Warner got hurt, drove down, led his team to a victory on a last-second play. And was like, oh, this kid isn't just Peyton's brother. He actually might have some, might have some run in him. And then he just started to become more and more clutch. He made two of the most uh, iconic plays, one in the Super Bowl to David Tyree, and then that pass down the line to Mario Manningham against San Francisco in the NFC Championship where he could only put in that spot. I mean, it, he's not an elite quarterback, though. Ooh, I agree with Eli? you. Yeah, I agree no, with you. I don't you. think so. He's not. Oh. But would you would you rather have him or Tony Romo as your quarterback? Eli Manning. Both of them. So, both of them gonna find a way to lose. I mean, both of them gonna find Tony Romo is always top eight in in passing and everything, and that's even with Demarco Murray going going nuts this year, with like almost over two thousand all purpose yards. So Tony Romo is not me. elite. I've always made the argument that I think he is. I've always, but no, elite. <laughs> there are only five elite quarterbacks. I don't know about that. They're I don't only, know about that. Well, I told you how I think about elite. I mean, I don't think really Super Bowl. I take the Super Bowl conditions. Uh, so is it Bowl completely based on numbers? The, the same because five Eli, Eli Manning. Because like. Eli Manning got two Super Bowl rings, like you said, and you don't see him as an elite quarterback. And so he's I take in the New rings York. out of it. I just see it as as yeah. the game. 
who you know who leads their teams, who can drive the ball downfield, who can a make those quarterback big time who passes. commands yeah. respect to their team, who can say, yeah. "All right, get in the huddle. We got two minutes. Let's go get it." John Elway, uh, Joe Montana, uh, Roger Starback. We we talking about the guys we know now, so we gonna compare. We won't call them elite. Let's compare them to the guys who played the game mm-hmm. before them, and okay. then because. Peyton Manning and Tom Brady's that guy. Drew Brees is that guy. Drew Brees can draw go down the field. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, fourth and eight got him in the playoffs I, this year. I like Aaron Rodgers with an eight and eighteen or Aaron seven Rodgers. and nineteen. Well, he was out for playoffs. six weeks too. Eight 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 three four six nine one four four. We're gonna take a quick break. We come back. We talk. Uh, we may talk a little Miami uh, Spurs again. We we'll get back Sterling. into that. Donald Sterling. Ooh, we Kwame Sports Talk. We'll be right back. out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Sports Talk on your Voice America dial. Hey, we live. It's the last segment. It's a Friday, so happy Friday. Be safe out there. Uh, you know, it's also Father's Day coming up. Sunday, I will be in Tucson. I'm going to Tucson tomorrow. I know, it's Tucson, but I got I got business I need to do down there. I got you got the U.S. Open and you got... The NBA Finals clincher. Well, I also have the <laughs> Kwame Lawson Foundation or the NFL Alumni uh, uh, Association event to put together. So, and they're giving me a free room. So. Is it golf? It's not the golf tournament time yet, is it? No. Can you guys just do that? Yeah, but we got one in uh, August. I mean, um, November eighth. So you guys do the celebrity poker tournament. Is it the same thing every year? Yeah, but celebrity. It you know you network with different people. You mm-hmm. run through different people. So. That's like a that's binary. So it's like me and somebody else, or but this just my thing. 
So I'm doing oh, cool. So, but I got to go down there and talk to Tucson Medical Center. I got to talk to the people who are supposed to be running it um, or doing their end. And I say, well, well I could just play golf because I got a tournament here Saturday morning for Corona Del Sol. Mark Maddox, one of the coaches over there. And I told him I would do it. I wish I didn't. Mark Maddox, I wish I didn't. Um, so I'm going to leave from after that and go down to Tucson. And I'm not driving back. So I said, I need a room. And the guys said, Bernard gave me a room. El Conquistador uh, Golf Course, yeah. La Canada Course. But anyway, happy Father's Day uh, from the myself, Alex Clancy, Demery. Demery, happy Father's Day if I don't see you. Um, Thank you. Same to you. Um, all right. Donald Sterling. Oh boy. Sterling hires investigators <laughs> to dig up dirt on the NBA. Go, oh. Alex. Go okay, Alex. so here's the thing. This is what ha- this is when this story broke about them kicking him out of the league. One of the things that I said was, you don't mess with Donald Sterling. And th- I mean, obviously they had every reason to. He was obviously in the wrong. Everything they did, they were following their due diligence of getting this awful person out of the league. However, somebody that's been in LA for this long, somebody that's owned a team for 35 years. In L.A., moved to L.A. from San Diego, guy that has this much money, guy that has this much real estate, you think that he doesn't have dirt on every single person that he does business with? You do not mess with people that have rich – That you, you talk about the billionaire circles? They share secrets all day, every day about people that you keep your enemies closer. Oh, boy. This could blow up the NBA. This is something that could be one of the most unprecedented findings. This will make his – uh, audio tapes look like child's play if they find other things. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. More money, what do you think? More problems. Do you think? Yeah. That, do, you, do you think this would be a non-issue, or do you think I, that no, this I, could be catastrophic? I, let me tell you, catastrophic. But it for the media, for the people, for us, yeah. to be on on a, for on alert. Say, I didn't know this guy was that guy. Nobody knows who somebody is until they are. You never know you addicted until you relapse. So. Here's what. Here's who. It's interesting. Here's um. <laughs> no, it is. No, it's an interesting point. Here is who Donald Sterling is. He is Nino Brown. If he's going down, he's taking everybody with him. <laughs> he, he's taking everybody with him. So when they take, he know he's out. He know it's going to be a long fight. So he he's willing to. If it's going to cost him a billion dollars, half a million, half a billion to a billion dollars to fight these guys, just so. He doesn't look like the only bad guy when he know who these other guys are. And I've said, I want to see the voting. If they got to vote him out, it may not come to that. But now, since it's being held off, they might have to vote him out. So now, I want to see who's voting. I think we should be able to see who these owners are that voted him, kept him in or kept or kicked him out. Now, what do you think? What, okay, what would happen if more racial stuff came out from other owners? Take Mark Cuban away from it because he... Okay, hypothetically speaking, what he said in his interview, I still think was uh, miscon- uh, uh, misrepresented. That's my opinion. I don't think he was saying racial comments. I think he was being matter-of-fact, talking for the masses when it wasn't really his position to do so. If racism comes out as a huge thing among the rich white men owners, do you think that boy- a boycott could really happen? Do you think that something like Armageddon could actually come? It depends on how they find it through the investigation. Like, if they investigate it and put it on speaker where you hear the, you know, the owners saying racial comments, then I could see a boycott happening. I agree with that. But 
you know, it, with the investigation, they're just going to find out the dirt, I, I believe it. Like, I don't really see, like, racial. Come, I mean, how are you going to find something mm-hmm. racial unless they have, like, slaves or somebody working for them? Well, they do. They, uh, they get on short. So. They get on outfits. Look, they, um, <laughs> they, um, these guys do talk, man. They, they, they do have these conversations, and they have enough intelligence to know that when you say nothing leaves this room, that something's going to leave this room. Yeah. I, I got a pen with a little microphone on it. I, you just think it's a pen in my pocket. It's recording everything. Cover your yeah. ass. Right. Yeah. Always. I need some. And you got to have something. Even your business owner or your, you got to have, you don't have to look for something, but you may know some things. Y'all going to talk, y'all business owners, y'all going to talk about some stuff. And you're going to find out, wow, I didn't know this guy. I got into business with this guy. So always know who you're dealing with. And, if something can bring you down, it has to be able to bring somebody else down. This guy's Nino Brown for real. He's he's like Miss Hawkins. I didn't grow up with a silver spoon in my mouth, Miss Hawkins. He's bringing all of them down or whomever he can bring down when he goes. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it could just be, I mean, he could find nothing. I mean, who knows? But it's, Mm-mm. no, I, I understand. It's I, I, mean, I have something. to say that to give him the benefit of the doubt, kind of. But, like, the stuff that he could find dirt on, what, what would it be? Um, uh, illicit affairs, insider trading, uh, defrauding, like things like that, that rich people get in trouble for, like, but would, that wouldn't really have an, an adverse effect on the NBA. It would have an adverse effect on the person, and they'd have to sell the team or something like that, and they get arrested, something in that regard. But it wouldn't necessarily affect the players like Donald Sterling did. Yeah, because it, you, you can't mess with the Brown when you sign a, when you, even though you're an owner, that's your team. Of you sign a contract to be a part of a, a organization, which is the NBA, so you can't mess up the brand. That's in the contract and anywhere. Uh, same here at Voice America. We can't mess up the Voice America brand um, or we out of here. Uh, so that's probably what's going to come down to the owners. I think now, not the owners, but the NBA now want to sue Donna Sterling. So we're going to keep that's something you keep an eye out for. Um, I don't know some, not some inside trader, um, Phil Mickelson. I don't think inside trading is a problem. I think if my friend called me and said, Put your money here or take your money out. That's just what it is. That's a hookup. That's a hookup in the black community to some other communities is inside traders. Mark Keimer is 10 under at a U.S. Open. How is that possible out there at these <laughs> courses? I thought these courses were supposed to be des- designed for these guys to be like two under or two over. Uh, but Mark Keimer is on fire at the U.S. Open. He is 10 under. That is awesome. Guys who usually lead on Fridays normally win the tournament. He has an eight-stroke lead on, on these guys, so he's going to have to really blow up to to lose this right now. All you got to do is par out right now. Nobody's getting eight under. Yeah, I mean, well, a lot of guys haven't teed off today, so maybe right. the course is playing a little bit easier. Who knows? But that is, I mean, come on. Ten on, I mean, and he's still got two holes to go I mean, in, in the second round. I'm telling you what, though. When it dries out on Saturday and Sunday, the pin placement is different. And the greens are like yeah. the greens are already fast, yeah, like concrete. Yeah, but the greens are already fast. But the pin placement is going to be wow. I think tomorrow's pin placement is going to define it. That's going to separate because Saturday. That's going to separate the guys who make the cut to the guys who's going to play on Sunday. Yeah, it's moving day, definitely yeah. on Saturday. Yeah, unfortunately, we got we out of our time. Uh, dang, I got to go. Man, my car, my car, so it's st- my truck stinks so bad. I think bugs are born in that. Yeah, I saw a bug on my arm this morning. I think bugs are. Not in there, but they're born in there. It stinks. I know what the, the smell is. It's from my golf. I played golf yesterday, nine holes, but it's from my tower. I left it in my truck. But Thank it, it looks like a junkyard. I'm Fred G. Sanford right now. 
I knew I seen a bug fly around here somewhere. I was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Clancy, Demer Lachey at Clancy Corner. Demer don't have one. He, I think they. Got okay, a now you have zero excuse. I ain't got no excuse. I, I come up with one. While they argue, we're going to get out of here. Come up. Uh, Kevin Gassman, Try your name. It. I'm going to give you a sports talk. We out. <laughs> <laughs>for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.